Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. It is Charles Firth and Dom Knight coming to you with a whole batch of fresh news, Charles. Oh, yes. Nothing like just the New South Wales election. We've, we've done that. We're not doing that. No. I can promise we will not mention the New South Wales election for four years. But you, you told me just beforehand that we're going to talk about some climate deal. There's so, a deal. So that means the, the environment's saved. There is a climate deal. And I'm going to ask you a very serious question, Charles. Okay. Why the fuck... Aren't you a green? We'll get to that. Also, Barack Obama's coming into town. And i got to say, if you're a long-term fan of the former US president, what he's doing in town is not hugely impressive. And finally, I uh, am popular in Queensland. Charles, people in Queensland love me, and I'll explain why. Let's just get on with the show. I, yeah. I, I was listening to the show the other day, and I hate all this preamble. You hate all the preamble. Yes. Yeah, it sucks. You can avo- you, can just, I avoid just, the preamble? No, they can't. No, they just can't get on that. with it. All right. There's a climate deal, Charles. Yes. It's been saved. Basically, Labor and the Greens have done a deal mm. to which essentially is bringing Labor somewhat reluctantly to the table oh, yeah. on the environment, and in, in particular new coal and gas schemes. Will be truncated under this deal, and the Greens are, what? are crow- the Greens are saying it's a big victory for them. What? And Labor are having hang to on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're doing we're doing a bit of Australian Labor Party here. Yeah, there's just, well, I'm not saying that they did it voluntarily. They did it because they had to deal with somebody. Oh. Unless this is part of a big deal. Look, you you're an expert in the behind the scenes negotiations. I, I certainly am. Is this? That's is what, this people, actually? People call me when they, they do. Yeah. Get Firth on the line. They say. <laughs> but did you tell me, is this actually a deal? Um, where Labor's been forced to be better than it wanted to be on the environment, or is this a little bit of well, a, a little bit of kabuki where no. Labor's being centrist and the Greens get to have a win? No, because they're in a secret coalition. You tell me. Well, I think actually the way Labor would look at it is they have been forced to be worse than they wanted to be because they're fixing the environment. Okay, so the Greens have said as a price for their support, uh, the the government that Labor has to commit to no new coal or gas projects at all. Yes. So they just can't ex- exploit any more yes. fossil fuels. A, a, a position which makes it totally impossible for the Greens to have any sway at all because the Labor Party won't do that. Except that uh, they've cut a deal to pass um, the whole platform, to pass basically uh, – Labor's climate policy. What? what? The safeguard mechanism bill, right? You know, mm. the one they've been yeah, talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah. which is putting emissions limits the, on the 215 the, largest the, polluting facilities. Then the safeguard mechanism bill was all about safeguarding coal and gas mines from the interference by greenies and environmentalists. Well, the deal they've done to pass it, uh, it apparently includes a hard cap on emissions. This will impact new or expanding high polluting projects. And as a result, Adam Bant reckons that this hard emissions cap is going to make it untenable oh, for 116 new coal and gas projects in the pipeline mm. to get up. So they're going to stop about half the ones in progress. Labor will still open the rest. So they get half. They get half their ban right. on new things. So when we're burning to death, 
we go, oh, thank God it's only half as hot as it would have yeah. been. Yeah, it'll take half as long for us to all slowly burn. <laughs> yeah, it'll yes, actually take long. It'll be more excruciating thanks to the fucking greens. So what's going on? Is this trying to I give don't know. both bases something? Is this the greens going, look, we've actually managed to mm. improve things? Aren't they kind of in coalition a little bit, Charles? The Greens have said yes to almost everything yeah. so far. They're certainly doing better I mean, than they did um, in the old I mean, days look, with Rudd. My immediate reaction is it must be that there's some trick in the legislation which means that they can secretly – you know how oh. it, a couple of years ago in, a, in New South Wales the National Party wanted to kill all the koalas, right? And so the Liberal mm. Party cut a deal with the National Party saying, okay, 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 you can go and kill all the koalas, right? And then they did another deal where, which actually secretly saved the koalas, even though the nationals thought that they were going out and killing oh. all the koalas, right? And so, and that, that's true. Like, I'm not characterizing it. <laughs> like, that is actually what happened. I think that that's what's happened here. I think what's going to happen is the Greens are going to be able to declare victory. But the Labor Party, I don't know what they'll do. I, like, I'm not an expert. But Hang on. Aren't you the one they call? Oh, the they, they call, yeah. But, no, no, but I'm not an expert. I'm not a scientific expert. You're not a... Uh, where to find... The loopholes. Destroy, you know, gas-destroying deposits. So do you right? think as, as much as they've... Now, they're going to pass this safeguard negotiation yes. bill. They've also got an got unsafeguard a, bill mm. somewhere no, that well, undoes I, the impact of all you this. You know what it is? Mm? I reckon they've bought offsets. So what will happen is it won't happen in Australia, but somewhere else in the world, like, I don't know, they'll burn down half the Amazon forest. They paid for half the Amazon forest to be burnt down so that we still have the climate impact. You're going to like this. this. You know one aspect of it? That that may well be the case. (laughs) Um, This is a little bit of nice fine print here in the article. Um, The government's going to offer extra money to Hmm. support Australia's, I quote, sovereign capability in the steel, aluminium and cement sectors. So they're going to give money to the producers right. so for our just, sovereign capability. They're just going to give money. I See, I swear we should have set up as a polluter about 10 years ago. We should have. The greatest grift is being someone who's already destroying the environment. Mm, getting, like, getting paid not to. That is literally – because the thing is, what do you most want to do in life is not work, right? Yeah. And what and what are these people being paid to do? They're pa- being paid to not work. There's a better scam out there than this, Charles. There's oh. an even better one. Oh, really? It's called being a carbon farmer. Do you know what that means? Oh, uh, yeah, no. I can tell you all about that, but my mum is a carbon farmer. That's right. I interviewed yeah. one last year and I was like, yeah. this actually, it's genius because hmm. you're getting money from the government for basically not cutting down the trees, Yes, which means it's much Cheaper, you just do nothing. You literally let the land just sit there hmm. and you get paid to do that. Well, my, my mum was a bit different in that she had, uh, she got planted 40,000 trees. Right. At, but the cost of planting them, which was quite considerable, like yeah. it was on terrible land, hmm. was paid for by this offset company that said that they were going to sell the carbon credits to somebody and they paid for the planting of the trees. Right? And now she can just sit there and, and, and look and at the trees. that and get an annual return for not cutting the trees down. Well, I think actually it's the carbon credit company that well, gets well, the annual return. Well, be that as it may. But, no, but the, the funny farmers, thing is, yeah. the funny thing is, last weekend all the trees burnt down. Seriously? Yes. And the thing is that they've already cashed in like the 99 years worth of carbon that they calculated ah. it would... It would create. It's a little awkward, <laughs> but you know amazing? what? Someone should but pay to plant them again. Oh, genie! Yeah. Get the double double credit, double dip. Yes, 
Oh, and every and the thing is with climate change, they're going to burn down every seven years anyway. And just, just Charles, I'm no so, scientist, but just weigh up the benefits mm. over 99 years of the trees sitting there mm. versus the massive carbon emissions by them burning down. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> you get both. Because you, you, you know that you know that all that giant the giant bushfires of twenty nineteen twenty which were uh, like mm. the amount of yes. CO two that came from that was just massively more than a, even <laughs> even our coal and gas industry <laughs> managed. Like they were looking on in awe at those fires. Yes. Going, look, I, I got to say that's a level of pollution we do simply think, can't. Do you think that's achieve. why the ALP are a little bit more relaxed about this because they're going well? We're going to have lots of bushfires anyway because there's another El Nino on the way. Did you see that? Yes, yes. Next summer we're going yeah. straight from La Nina to El Nino. <laughs> so that means. We'll probably have more bushfires. We can still mm. destroy the environment, even if it's only half as much as we'd hoped. Can we start a carbon farm? Yeah, in here. In here. Yeah, in the yeah. podcast studio. Yeah, we'll just plant okay. some trees. So there you go. So that's that's what's happened. A deal has been done. Mm. Uh, the Greens aren't going to look like, like idiots like they did with the – I know that whenever you say this to a Green, they get very upset. Mm. But when they – Torpedoed Kevin Rudd's government and elected Tony Abbott. Mm. That wasn't necessarily the best result for the environment that they were seeking. And Labor get to pass another middling deal that freezes the coalition now. Because rather than having yes. to deal with the coalition, this they this is good so what for was, Labor. What was what was Dutton's position on this? Because I would have thought that Dutton would want no. to to do a deal with Labor. No, he won't. He wouldn't do that. He gets knifed by. A, the, the oh, right. Yeah, you right. You can't be a coalition leader and actually do anything about climate change. But what if it sort You'll of get stabbed. thrown in some sort of, you know, kill the kill the koalas, koalas or something for the gnats oh, or something? That wouldn't have it wouldn't have got him any friends on Sky After Dark. Paul yeah. Murray would have been absolutely ropeable. Can you imagine what Chris Kenny would have said? I mean, mm. they've said I know we said we wouldn't mention the election, but their line mm. that that even the slight like when you look at Dominic Perite, you're not really looking at the world's most woke politician, mm. and yet he was far too woke for them, mm. far too lefty because he actually had acknowledged that climate change was real. Mm. So Dutton can't do that. Yes. He's toast if he does. Okay. All right. So there you go. That's all been done. Speaking okay. Well, underwhelming. That, that, that's great. That's, that's momentous, uh, it's a, gradual change. It's a historic mm. day for very yeah. incremental, mm. slight change. So the, they met halfway, basically. The, Half the project can go ahead. I suspect yeah. if you're going the to choose. The technocrats have come to the barricades. <laughs> And I wonder, filled out all the forms. What I want to see is which of the half that don't go ahead. Were they the half that were kind of bullshit and mm. not going to happen anyway? Well, is it because it's strangely coincidental that Tanya just approved 116 gas mines and oh. that's apparently the number that are now, quote, unquote, not going to go ahead. Sounds to me like it might be just like a bit of creative accounting. Well, it has now passed. You know how like I, I was going to earn a million dollars last year. Yeah. But then I didn't. And now I've lost a million dollars. So yeah. you, 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 you meet you, yourself halfway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Chat. 
Chaser Report. Less news, less often. Now, look, speaking of uh, speaking of leaders who mightn't be quite so impressive once you come up close, Barack Obama arrived yesterday uh, in yes. Sydney. Um, Anthony Albanese was there. He wasn't in the parliament sorting all this stuff out. Mm. He was there to welcome uh, the president two presidents ago, President mm. Obama. Yes. And they took photos, you know, at Kirribilli House in front of an absolute deluge. They're very funny, actually. They're completely soaked. <laughs> but look, very pleased to see each other. Yes. And uh, do you know what he's here to do? I mean, Barack Obama, you know, such an inspirational leader, dreams from my father. Well, well, uh, all that sort of stuff. The do, audacity of hope, Charles. Yeah, I do know because I saw an ad for it a few, couple of months ago, which is at some weird speaking gig for some corporate business. I mean, you would have thought summit, he'd be coming in to provide leadership and clarity on the issue of the voice as one of the world's most prominent kind of race relations experts. Yeah, uh, he well, was Nobel the, Prize winner. Incredibly inspiring, yes. I guess, you know, the race speech during the campaign mm. uh, in 2008 or whatever it was. I mean, this, this is a leader in the field. He's come out um, for an event provided by a company called Growth Faculty and it's a, an evening with President Barack Obama and I think he's going to sit down for an interview with, guess who his interviewer is, of all the eminent people oh, no. who could interview him. It'll be. Just it, to really inspire. Chris Ullman. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's a fellow politician, uh, a peer, if you will. Oh, who will it be? It'll be Andrew Charlton or something, will it? Uh, wrong side of politics. Yep. Alexander Downer. Close. Joe Hockey. Further away. Same job as Alexander Downer. Bit more centrist. I thought Andrew Peacock's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Julie no, Bishop. Julie Bishop. Oh, yep. of course it's Julie yep. Bishop. Julie oh, Bishop. Those no. are the two who are sitting down together. Oh, how awful. Yeah. So, so I mean, I'm sure she'll one, do a very the, centrist middling job. Is that the one that costs like four hundred dollars to to get on the Zoom? Like, if you wanted to watch it no, via Zoom, no, Charles. It's oh. well, the platinum ticket package is admittedly is eight hundred ninety five dollars. Yeah, uh, which but is you get to very see him in person, don't you? Very attractive. Mm. Uh, the gold package is is six ninety five, and then there's a virtual live stream. And that is $295, yeah, Charles. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Which so makes very, our absurdly overpri- mm. overpriced tier of our podcast for only $20 <laughs> a month mm. look like very good value. Oh, very nice. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But, but uh, <clears throat> so hang on, because all of the ex-presidents, they get Secret Service protection, don't they? They do, yeah. Which means the Secret Service is currently in Sydney. Presumably. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to go and try and shoot Chaz this time. <laughs> <laughs> we should give him a few hints about apparently, where Chaz is. Uh, this is because apparently during APEC, uh, the Secret Service snipers on the roof of the Intercontinental <laughs> Hotel had Chaz <laughs> in their sights. Oh, such a missed opportunity. I know. He could have been immortal. <laughs> I mean, not he could have been dead, but his reputation would <laughs> yeah, have been immortal. immortal yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that's Barack Obama, the inspirational leader, thought leader, yes, um, morally unimpeachable, yes, man we, that he is. Yes, we can pay by credit card, <laughs> debit yes. card, or, or B-pay. probably afterpay. You <laughs> yeah, need after to space pay. it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my question is, what's his fee? Because it's it's got to be six, oh. six figures plus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, ten years ago, Bill Clinton's speaking fee was two hundred and fifty grand plus so, hookers. I think it would have to be half a meal. But presumably surely. Barack Obama will, will, will provide, mm. you know, will, will donate his fee to underprivileged Indigenous kids or um, some some worthy – you don't think he'll do that? You're looking sceptical, yeah. Charles. Uh, you yeah. think he'll keep the money? <laughs> I must say I've never heard of the growth faculty either. Yeah, do, I know. Do you, think, do you think he was just waiting for an invitation? Like he just wanted to – 
We should have asked him, on, have asked him on the podcast. I wonder yeah. we should. We'll, we we'll can tweet reach him. Out. Yeah. Just tweet him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He'll yeah. definitely see that. Yeah. And if we can muster the $250,000, he'll probably sit down <laughs> with us. So that's Barack Obama. He's in town. And the final bit of news, Charles, that I want to uh, cover mm. is uh, just a bit of cross promotion. I'm learning from you here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wrote an article in the Sydney Morning Herald on the Age earlier this week. One of those sort of fluffy things I like to do, just yeah, to yeah, earn yeah. a bit of extra gig. Gig economy income. Yep. Uh, and the hypothesis of this article, see what you think, mm. is that you know for many years Sydney and Melbourne have had this this sort of rivalry to who's going to be number one. Yes. Melbourne's going to win population well, I mean, terms. Melbourne so had the rivalry in, in its Sydney, head. Sydney of, didn't yeah. care because we compared ourselves to New York. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But anyway, it's been a thing, certainly there, uh, if not here. And my my theory, Charles, and you'll know more about this than I than me because you've been there more recently. Mm. My theory is that Brisbane oh, yeah. is lapping yeah. both. It's got yes. the Olympics. It had Hamilton. Yes. yes. Uh, there's Bluey. Those are the only it's, things I could think of. It's got oh. James Street in Fortitude Valley. There, well, that's this is the thing. This is one of the things I pointed to is yes. that about 10, 15 years ago when I first went to Fortitude Valley, oh, yeah. I nearly got stabbed. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yes, you used to. You used to yeah. just walking down the mall. Yeah, because there was lots of sort of seedy joints. That, yeah, but you know, just the average Queenslander would just lurch across your yeah. path with a broken glass. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, they weren't trying to glass you, just they were trying to drink and they mm. fucked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, standard Queensland welcome. And, yeah, but yeah. now they've even got a secure cab rank. Cabs wouldn't stop in the valley. You'd have to walk all the way back to the CBD back in the day. Oh, really? And now they've actually got... Well, now you can catch an e-scooter. Yes. <laughs> they've got boutique hotels. Yes. Uh, they've got nice. We went to, we went to they've nice got beautiful, bar next beautiful to the coffee, river. much better coffee than Adelaide. There you go. So do yeah. you remember? So Brisbane might be the best okay. city in the, the only, country. The only thing is, um, if you read the um, what's it called? It's not called the unbearable truth. What's it called? Um, the unmitigated disaster truth. No, what's it called? Yeah. Oh, the uninhabitable earth. Oh, okay. Yeah, the famous book by uh, that um, scientist and activist who's against climate change for some reason, Bill, Bill McGibbon. Bill, Bill, I haven't heard of it. Bill McGibbon. Okay. He points out that uh, in the very near future, like by about 2035, there will be days in summer where uh, Brisbane is basically uninhabitable because the wet ball temperature of Brisbane will be higher than 34 degrees. Wow. And that means that at that temperature – You've basically got extreme humidity and heat that's essentially the same temperature as the human body. And it means the human body is unable to sweat out its heat. And you die in this agonising, painful sort of thing, unless you've got air conditioning. So beautiful one day, perfect the next, (laughs) fatal the day after that. (laughs) Um, But then also, Charles... If I remember correctly, the mm. other shortcoming of Brisbane, which is a fairly major one, it's not just the wet ball temperature, yes. but when the Brisbane River floods, because you know how it picturesquely winds through mm. the city the way it does. It's lovely. Mm. The, I think they call it the brown snake, the Brisbane River. Mm. It basically gets everywhere. Yes. It's all a floodplain at the right height. So yes. if the humidity doesn't get you, the actual water yes. will probably get you. So I think it's one of those, that, yeah, you're right, like nice place to visit. But doesn't that make it more exciting? It's like being in Tokyo and, yes. and knowing an earthquake could strike at any time. Yes, or like being in Kabul and knowing that you might be murdered. Yeah, or, or Kiev. Yeah. It's, it's the Kiev of Australia. <laughs> yeah. But you know the funniest thing about this, Charles? It's the Don Bass region the Don- of Australia. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, no sooner had the article gone live, an hour or two later, oh, yeah. I got an email oh, yes. from someone who apparently works in the Queensland government. They've got a queensland.com uh, email address, so I, I assume it's the real deal. How'd they get that domain? 
uh, prestigious, <laughs> inviting me to come to Queensland and offering me all these perks oh, if I really? go to various events. Oh, and, which is a really lovely and very very sweet. Like I'm very touched by that. Yes, but B doesn't that confirm it's not <laughs> because like, like come on, uh, yeah. in the, with the best will in the world, if if you're a mate, like if, if you write about New York being yeah. good, no, you don't no get an email from New York you. tourism <laughs> going, please have a free private car when you come to visit our city. By the way, do you want to go do the podcast in Brisbane? We are definitely. Oh, well, I don't think we're moving there. Someone can, yeah, yeah. until 2035. Someone yeah. put together a package, we'll come and do the podcast in Brisbane for Make sure. Make sure he includes free air conditioning. Yeah, that wet by then. <laughs> something to dry the ball with. Our gear is from Road. We're part of the Iconoclast Network. Which yeah. also includes the Shot Podcast, by the way. If you haven't subscribed to that, mm. Charles is being un- uncharacteristically modest because he is one of the hosts. But check that out. It has uh, you know, Charles Firth, Joe Dyer. Uh, the 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 conscience of Melbourne, Dave Milner, and some other person. Yeah, with Grace Tame. No, I haven't heard yeah. of her. Yeah, I check that out in your feeds now. Thanks for listening. See ya. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.